0: Illustrated this way, is, is the sheep preaching hate when he says, I'm not going to let the wolf eat me anymore. If the wolf comes in here, next time he comes in here, I'll do whatever I have to do to keep him off my back. Is the sheep violent or is the wolf the violent one? He wasn't teaching hate, he was teaching common sense. You know, somebody's knocking him over the head, stop him. Do whatever you have to do to stop him. You know, the, the ones that were knocking him over the head were afraid of them. Of the fact that he might swing back so they said Now nah, he's teaching hate he's violent no he would illustrate it just all right fuck it, let's get it yes sir what's popping with y'all man welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the until further notice podcast i am the flyest highest coolest smoothest host of them all oh gee hatch man you know what the fuck it is man how y'all doing, man? Hope y'all out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a lot of shit going on there in them streets, man. We all know that by now. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in and joined the conversation, man. I really do appreciate that shit. Let's keep building this empire. Um, it's a lot of shit I want to get into this episode, man. So you know me. I don't want to hold you too much. Let's go on and get right into it. Um, you know, in these next couple days, man, um, either tomorrow or Friday, I'm going to go and register my vote. You know, in this whole election process, man, you know, watching the debates and all that shit, seeing the campaign ads that shit got me thinking about what do I appreciate more in life? Um, you know, the, the upfront racist or the low key racist, they both pieces of shit. But in this point in time, every four years, they, they force us to choose the, 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 the worst of two evils, you know, the lesser of two evils, I should say. Um, and it's clear to me that both these motherfuckers is racist. Um, you can try to spend it however you want it. Um, But it's nothing new. Like, that's the thing that surprises me. It's a lot of motherfuckers running around acting like this shit is new. Um, I can't really tell you what's different that's going on in the world today that wasn't going on 10 years ago, that wasn't going on 15 years ago. It was still unarmed black men and women being killed. It was still discrimination and racism and system injustice towards people of color. This shit been going on. So I can't sit here and act naive and act like this shit just started when Trump got in office. That shit is, that's, that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? That's a stupid nigga thinking. Um, but majority vote rules. If motherfuckers say that Biden is what we need to do, I'm with you. But I think it's I think it's important to, to identify what the fuck is going on right now. Um, you know, with the campaign ads, man, I mentioned in past episodes with Biden, uh, they had the hip hop shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Pandering to the black community. Um, they even had some Latina shit going on, some some Hispanic shit going on, I should say, um, pandering to the Latino community and things of that nature. And I get it. I definitely get it. You know what I mean? But I think people need to understand that shit is a fucking, that's, that's smoking mirrors, my nigga. I don't think because what they send in these little campaign ads and all that, the, the smiles and, and and them pointing the finger to Trump, painting him as the bad guy. We know he the bad guy, motherfucker. He wanted that role, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's the, when you when we have a face for the bad guy, and I honestly think that's what the fuck we need, because I think it, I think the, the the bad thing that go the, well not the bad thing, the common thing or the usual thing that that, that happens. Um, if you can even look back in history, we get pandered to, we get smiled to, um, we get told, you know, everything's gonna be okay. We got your brother. <laughs> oh Hulk Hogan ass nigga. I feel you, brother. Like we, black people eat that shit up. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for Hispanics I'm not a Hispanic man. But niggas, we eat that shit up. A white man tells he feels us, brother. We eat that shit up. And we just and we just act like we, we, he can't do no wrong. And, and at the same time, that nigga ain't doing shit to help us. And the reason why I said that about Joe Biden is this nigga been in politics for 50 years, bro. 50 fucking years. This nigga signed off on bills that put how many niggas in jail? How many of your uncles? How many of your grandpas in jail? You can't tell me this nigga ain't racist. He a low-key racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he did stand next to Obama. That's what everybody wanted to harp, But know that's what everybody want to hang on. He do got Kamala. Yeah. Okay. He do. But, yeah. (laughs) This nigga's a low-key racist. I seen this nigga. I seen him big up the Hispanic community. You know what I'm saying? And in doing so, put down the the black community. I seen it. I covered it. I I said it on this platform. I I, I heard him tell Charlemagne. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. If, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just comes to a point where it's like, y'all, I'll vote for this nigga if y'all really want to get this nigga Trump out. But don't get it twisted and think that is really going to change because Trump is getting out. I can make a case that us knowing who the fuck our enemy is can benefit us in a better light. I seen Diddy say some shit that it'd be a race war if Trump, you know, get reelected. I'm not going to go that extreme. I don't think everybody about that life like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I got to be honest with you. It's a lot of Twitter fingers. It's a lot of motherfucking me talking heads, but come on, man. Do I really think it would be a race war? No, nah, I don't think it would be a race war. But what I do think it'll do, I do think that it'll, it'll continue to give a fucking face to, to the hatred. It'll, it'll continue to give a, a face to our enemy. You know, as, as as African-Americans, man, we've been going around a long time with not having a true identity, a true face for our enemy. we just been saying white people, the white man. You know what I'm saying? we just always been saying the white man got his foot on our neck. Nah. Nah. We can honestly uh, say Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if motherfuckers, if motherfuckers is really that mad, you can say, nah, Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's really what it can do. I think it really, it give a, 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 the enemy a face, bro, and I think that's what people need. We need to know our enemy. You can't have motherfuckers pandering in your face, man. And, 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 and we, I feel you, brother. And behind closed doors, pulling strings to keep you in the same position that you in. Like that, that's what can't happen. Because when you don't know your enemy, you don't know who the fuck to fight. You are gonna be looking like fucking Chris Tucker and Rush out. Which 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 one of y'all kick me? <laughs> That's how you're going to be. That's real, because that's how we've been for the last how many years? We ain't been knowing who the fuck to fight. We've been fighting each other. (laughs) We've been so fucked up, we've been fighting each other. That's just my opinion. But the real reason why I bring that up, man, because I I just got through reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, man. Great book. Great fucking book, by the way. Um, I found a lot of similarities in the way I think and the way that Malcolm X was thinking. Um, it could be, you know, I've heard, you know, some of this shit before in my life and never could identify where I picked it up from. Um, but it, it was so many similarities in the way I, was, I always thought it was crazy, man. But to see, it, to read this book and to see certain similarities in this book, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of shit. But in reading this book, I came across, um uh, he, he was talking about the wolf and the fox. Um, and, and it made me think about this current presidential election. And I'm going to read something from the, uh, from the wolf and the fox from, Um, The autobiography of Malcolm X. And it says, I quote, The worst enemy that the Negro have is the white man that runs around here drooling at the mouth, professing to love Negroes and calling himself a liberal. And it, it is following these white liberals that has perpetuated problems that Negroes have. If the Negro wasn't taken, tricked or deceived by the white liberal, the Negroes would get together and solve our own problems. And further down in the reading, he also said that the white liberals are the most dangerous, or I'm sorry, the white liberals are more dangerous than our than the conservatives. They lure the Negro, and as the Negro runs from the growling wolf, he flees into the open jaws of the smiling fox. One is the wolf, and the other is the fox. No matter what, they'll both eat you. That's fucked up. <laughs> like on some real shit, like bro. I found so many similarities to what's going on, man. Like I get, you know what I'm saying, the 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 big the big no-no when it comes to Trump. I'm I'm totally against that. Don't get this shit twisted and think that I'm voting for Trump. Um I just wouldn't be surprised if he won again. When you see so many people with money, you know what I'm saying, talking about yo, that nigga Biden tripping with taxes, then the niggas that really matter. And it's way is you know what I'm saying, them the people that's that swaying the vote, they got the popular vote. Sometimes, especially in, in, that's just how I go, man. That's just how I go. I've seen this story before. This is my opinion. Uh, I called the shit out when he won the first time. My, nobody in my family thought he was gonna win. They laughed me out the fucking room, um, and I, I called the shit. And it's just, I wouldn't be surprised if he won again. Strictly off, it's a lot of hate going. It's a lot of hate in America. A lot of hate. A lot of hate. That hate need a face, my nigga. <laughs> you can't keep, can't keep fighting a, a you know, what I'm saying, a faceless enemy. And when it comes to Biden, it's a lot of, it's a lot of shit that's just unanswered questions. That nigga just he fumbled the bag, man. It, that's truly just, it's truly just a case for me, a nigga that fumbled the bag. Like, you can't tell me back four years ago, everybody, named mama, wanted this nigga Biden to run for president. Everybody, everybody. He said, nah. All right. He came back four years later, older and, and, and slower. This nigga in debate stuttering. He doing campaign ads telling black people, if "We don't vote for him. We ain't black." Like what the fuck? <laughs> like nigga, how the fuck can you stand next to Obama and then tell me if I don't vote for you, I ain't black? You white as fuck. <laughs> like nigga, you not even mixed. You white as fuck. Like if Obama said some shit like that. We're like, right, you, you, you right. I'm rolling. <laughs> If Kamala said that, alright, I'm rolling. But you a eighty a damn near 80 year old white man. Come on, man. All right, man. Moving on down document. I want to talk about the importance of being able to identify your foundation um as a young man growing up. Um and the reason why I bring that up is because uh, you know, growing up, you know, I brought up on past episodes, you know, my father was married at at the when I was three years old. Um so, you know, I never had, I, I never really had a true, you know what I'm saying, father figure in my life that gave me the game on shit. I, I, and that's, 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 that's the honest truth. Um, you know, it was, it was a few years of my life. Uh, it was a huge gap in my life, I should say, from the age of three, apparently, um, until, I don't know, man, probably like, like what, uh, 10, you know, 9, 10. Um, whatever the age, I started really hanging around my uncle. Um, you know, my uncle, he, he grew up with my father. Um, my, my father gave him a lot of the game, so my, my uncle kind of passed that down to me. So that's really when I started getting, you know, the game on, on life, the do's and don'ts a young man should do in this, in this, in this world. Um, and even with that, I still only say, you know what I mean, that was only a, a small portion um, of what of what I of what I should get because I didn't get it from the source itself. Uh, So a lot of shit I be learning on my own, man. And, you know, I've always been aware of the people that come in my life, um, in and out of my life, I should say. Um, And I always, you know, take precaution on people that have a long duration in my life and always reflect on what the fuck have I learned from that person. And there's been plenty of people who spend, you know, plenty of years in my life. And I just simply never learned anything from. Like I can honestly tell you, I don't know what the fuck I learned from that person. Um and that's always been my biggest fear in life. I always feared that one day I would I would be blessed enough to you know bring a child in this world or come across a young woman with you know with kids or something of that nature. Um and spend the long duration of 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 their life, you know what I mean, and 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 for forever whatever, whatever happens. They at any point in time they can say they don't they don't know what they've learned from me they can't reflect on any anything I've taught them or anything they picked up on you know from just being around me in my presence that's always that's my biggest fear in life oh I never want to be somebody that you know just doesn't provide anything to you know what I mean <laughs> to the fucking community to just, just anything to the people around you I want to be of some some value that's that's the highest value in my book of of being able to just be a value of someone else's life. Um, so that's always been my biggest fear, you know, and, and growing up, I've never been, you know, scared to die. You know, I expect to die. Um, I just don't know how I'm going to die. You know, I've always been scared that I'm to, I will raise another man's kid and because I'm scared that I would fail the same way that I was failed when I was growing up, you know, and I, and I think it's, it's, it's important as a young man that you identify your foundation. Identify the people you can get your source of of knowledge from. Your, your source of gems from, where you can get the game from. You know, growing up, I, I I was very fortunate enough to have a mother that you know didn't sugarcoat shit. You know what I mean. So I was I was told early on how my father died. I was told early on that my father was dead. So I, I got a different mindset on life. You know what I mean. I I started thinking about life totally different than your average fucking seven-year-old. You know what I mean? Like by the time I was seven, I was thinking about life totally different than than your average seven-year-old. So I, I was always fortunate enough to that I was able to identify my foundation. My foundation was my mom. My foundation was my uncle, my grandma, my auntie. You know what I mean? That was my foundation. And I think it's important that as a young man or as, as a young person anywhere, that you just identify your foundation, because I see a lot of people that I know that grew up in certain situations that grew up similar to me, Um, that just you know what I mean, took the wrong step, you know, took the wrong step down the wrong path, and now they dead, now they in jail, now niggas is on crack, like what the fuck, <laughs> like what the fuck, nigga, you on crack, okay, <laughs> you on that booger, <laughs> but it's like I always sit back and think, like, damn, why did why did such and such go this way, and I went this way, and I'm not on this motherfucker trying to talk like I'm, you know, what I'm saying living all high and mighty. But I damn sure I know no motherfucking crack. Okay, I ain't in jail, I ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? So I always think like, damn, why did such, a, why did this happen to such and such? Why did such and such go down this path, knowing good and goddamn well that this was a possibility that this can happen? But when you when you when you really think about, you can see signs early on. You know what I mean? I got a relative that's, you know, what I mean, very close to me. You know what I mean? That that passed, and I, and I told him, I told my mom, I'm like, he was set up from from the get go. Oh, I have, I have a cousin, you know that that passed, and I and and growing up, I always felt like damn, he getting the short end of the stick. I Always felt like that. I always felt like he was getting the short end of the stick, and it's because I, I always knew his foundation wasn't as solid as mine. That that's just truly what it comes down to, That's truly what it comes down to. Growing up, I always knew he was getting the short end of the stick. Like I knew shit was rough for me, but I knew shit was even rougher for him. So when you're growing up, and and, and boom, one of us don't make it, or you know what I mean, you can't be, or you know, so they don't make it. I should say, it's not that surprising. Because you, you start to see it's like a it's like a snowball at the top of a fucking mountain, bro. That's truly what this shit is like. It's like a snowball at the top of a fucking mountain. And over life, that shit just fall down here. even bigger and bigger. By the time that motherfucker hit the bottom of the hill and hit that fucking wall and splatter, you ain't surprised. It's a big fucking mess. <laughs> it's a big fucking mess. <laughs> so that's how I felt well, you know, with my cousin. You know, it's sad and it was it was sad as fuck. But but the first thing I can think of is. My nigga foundation was Rocky. It was holes all in that motherfucker. So I think it's important, you know, as a young African American man in America, identify your foundation, bro. And when I say young, I ain't just talking about teenagers. Nigga, I'm young. Nigga, you're 30, you're young. You still need your foundation. Identify your fucking foundation, man. That shit, that shit is crucial. You know what I mean? If he, even if it's only one person that got you. If it's only one person that's building you up, <laughs> that's your foundation. You know what I mean? If it's a woman, you better listen to motherfucking me, Jaheen. <laughs> Jaheen told you put that woman first. <laughs> that nigga wasn't playing. But moving on, man. I want to get off the deep shit, man. You know this podcast ain't always for the deep shit. We got to get into the funnies, man. Which I don't even know if this is so funny, but it is kind of funny to me because this is just another example of how life can come at you fast, man. I want to talk about my man, Young Buck, man. Young Buck, you know, got shot at by his girlfriend. You know, um, there was surveillance from a, a neighbor's, uh, surveillance, uh, you know, camera. Their Zoom caught him. She was letting that motherfucker go at Young Buck. Allegedly, they say he tried to run over with his car um, over a dispute. Um, but I just think the Young Buck situation, man, it just, it's tough. That's a tough situation, man. And the reason why I brand it up, man, because it was reported earlier um, in the year that Young Buck was relying on this woman. You know, what I'm saying just for financial support. You know, he would see he had filed for bankruptcy earlier in the year. Um, it was reported that Young Buck only had hundred dollars worth of jewelry. That's kind of fucked up. The reason why that's fucked up because I remember Young Buck having that big ass chain that sp- that was always spinning. He, he, I think he still got that motherfucker. If that motherfucker depreciated down to hundred dollars. Mm. <laughs> That's fucked up <laughs> That's tough <laughs> But yeah, it's a report that he only got $100 worth of jewelry um, Also another $100 Worth of clothes to his name Um, The rap They say he owed $50,000 to the IRS Also another $106,000 In child support So he was relying on this woman And and apparently she just got tired of this shit <laughs> She started letting that motherfucker go Y'all best start relying on these women For everything man 2020 is is a stressful-ass year. They can't balance all that, my nigga. They can't balance all that. And I just think it's fucked up that young Buck got go through the shit that he going through, man. We, it was report that he was fucking with transgenders and shit like that, allegedly. Um, Niggas was running down on young Buck while he was up in Whole Foods shopping with his girlfriend. He had to go for bankruptcy. Now his girlfriend's shooting at him. I don't even understand how I motherfucking report that you got $100 worth of clothes. I need to. What the fuck does a hundred dollars worth of clothes even look like? <laughs> like, how many white tees is that, my nigga? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is really going on? I I don't even understand how Young Buck is struggling. This bad. This yeah, Key, you supposed to be moving them things for Tinnicky, Buck. What's what's going on? I just think it's a sad situation. Anytime you got you in a situation to where your spouse is shooting at you, it's just a tough situation, man. Especially when you financially financially dependent on them, it's a tough situation. Like, do you even press charges at that point? <laughs> like, do you really even press charges at that point of you young buck? If you depend on this woman to take care of you, to bathe you, to feed you, to clothe you, to house you, you know what I'm saying? To to be your bodyguard? Because I did see where she stood up for you when niggas ran down on you in Whole Foods. I mean, now she's shooting at you like, damn. Like, like life comes at you fast, my nigga. When you really, when you really look at the young buck story from him being in cash money, niggas leaving him in, in, a, in a city and driving off on him, to him being in G Unit, getting kicked out of G Unit, crying on 50 Cent voicemail, coming back to G Unit saying, it's G Unit till I die, getting kicked out of G Unit again. <laughs> like, it's. it's it's sad. The young buck story is truly a sad fucking story, man. Danny, all oh, the, the fight with him and Starlito a few years ago when Starlito whooped his ass, like it's a sad story. The young buck start is just a sad fucking story, man. Like I, I honestly just don't know where he goes from now. I don't know where he goes from this. Like whenever you only got a hundred dollars worth of jewelry, I don't even a hundred dollars worth of jewelry to your name. Then you getting shot at by from your, by your girlfriend. You can't be a rapper no more. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Ain't nobody checking for your mixtapes, bitch. It's over. It's over. Uh, moving on down the line, man. I want to stick with music. Uh, I want to talk about Offset, man. Um, is, is is what we witness? Is this self destruction in front of our very eyes, man? I um, the reason why I say that is because you know Offset, you know, and Cardi B has been in the news a lot lately. Um, a lot about their relationship, you know, about um, the divorce was, that was filed a few months ago. Um, them getting back together, which I brought up on past episodes. Um, you know, over the over the last two weeks, I believe, you know, there was clips of you know, them being on live, you know, them flirting, being, you know, freaky and all that good shit. I don't have a problem with it, um, but it's a lot of rumors going around. People trying to compare Cardi B and Offset to new Bobby and Whitney. I think that's a bit overblown. You know what I mean? I don't think. You know, I don't think they, you know, what I'm saying, cracked out or nothing like that, like Bobby and Whitney was. Um, but the reason why I bring up self destruction is because, you know, all this shit is recorded, man. All this shit is, is, is on footage. All this shit. When you got kids, I assume that you want certain behavior not to to be presented to them that you that you were performing. Um, and this shit with the, with Offset being arrested driving through the pro Trump rally, it's just fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid. It's just point blank fucking stupid. Um, you really can't. I can't excuse it. You know what I mean? I seen a lot of people trying to talk about the officers using. You know, what I'm saying uh, too much force and all that. I can't keep. I can't keep getting mad when niggas put themselves in dumbass situations, bro. I can't, nigga. Why are you driving through a pro Trump rally? Why? Why? Like we we really have to sit back and start thinking about shit like this. Like, we can't, we gotta stop putting ourselves in dumbass situations, B. Real shit. If, if, if I know I'm not a Trump supporter, which I'm not, you can bet your fucking bottom dollar. You are not about to find no footage, no pictures, nothing. You know, my my cell towers on my phone, i about to be pinging, nowhere near a fucking Trump rally. It just don't make sense. So when you when you get in your car, when you went offset hopped to his car, fam. The moment offset hopped in his car and, and, and was headed towards a Trump rally, it was self-destruction. Cause at any point in time, when he didn't, I, I, I can bet he didn't think that at any point in time there was gonna be an officer with their with they weapons drawn outside of his window. He didn't think that was gonna happen when he left the fucking house. Cause he didn't take, he didn't think, he didn't think, he didn't think deep enough. Why the fuck are you even in that situation? You shouldn't even be there. You shouldn't even be there, my nigga. But don't nobody want to talk about that, bro? Nobody wants to talk about that. I'm just glad nothing, nothing fucking serious happened to Offset in that situation. With all this shit going on, can you imagine if something really, if shots would have been fired at Offset in that, in that situation? Like really, he he talking about? Do you know who the fuck I am? Man, I don't give a fuck who you are. That's the problem. That's the fucking problem. You think you think motherfuckers give a fuck who you is for it? This ain't Twitter and Instagram no more. That was real life, my nigga. <laughs> That's what, that, that was another situation of, of niggas pulling out their phones when real shit is going on. All right, all right. I, I just don't understand the, the the thinking of of even going in that direction. It, it, you can nobody can ever make that part make sense to me why are you even in a in that area of a trump rally my nigga a pro trump rally why are you there M- me thinking i'm pretty sure i'm you're I'm pretty sure you trying to ride by fuck this this rally like any other nigga probably do but any other nigga has to think like yeah it can get busy like you have to think you're going there with negative intentions allegedly if you if you're going that way now, if you are just driving down the street, this is just some 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 shit that just happened on occasion, a coincidence, alright. But I doubt it. I doubt it, my nigga. The city too big. The city ain't that small. The city ain't that small. So I just don't understand. Like, is, is this what 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 else needs to happen for us to actually sit these niggas to sit off offsetting Cardi B down? Like, do we need to keep seeing more videos of them on live, getting freaky, exposing themselves? you know what I'm saying, do we need to keep seeing them get arrested, do we need to keep seeing it, do we need to see more car accidents, like, do we need to keep seeing the, the, the bullshit, do we need to keep seeing that shit, do we need to keep seeing their relationship in the tabloids, nah, they need somebody closer than to pull them to the side, man, hey, it's time to sit down, my nigga, it's it's, it's, it's the end of October, you know what I'm saying, Let's it's, it's these next two months, let's 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 be quiet. Let's let's chill out. You know what I'm saying. Let's get off Instagram, let's get off social media. Let's just kick it with the family. That's that's what they need at this point. Because at this point, it's just self destruction, my nigga. It's it's been way too much negative news about Offset in in the in the in, uh, in the media in 2020. Way too much. Like you gotta think about, bro. It's been motherfucking murder hornets, coronavirus, explosions, uh, police brutality. You know what I'm saying? Trump Biden debates. It's been a whole bunch of shit going on in, in 2020. And we've been hearing about offset a whole lot. A whole fucking lot. At, at, at this point, I'm it's, it's one black man to another, my nigga. Chill out. Just just chill out. I'm, I'm getting tired of talking about you, my nigga. I don't even like doing, I don't even like doing this shit. Like, chill out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just chill out, please. Chill out. I ain't even trying to see you get in no more trouble. All right, man, moving on to sports, man. First, I want to say shout-out to A.B., man, for signing with the with the Buccaneers, man. So, shout-out to a, uh, Antonio Brown. Um, it was looking rough for, a, for A.B. for a while, man. I ain't going to lie to you. He was looking real rough for A.B. Um, I'm happy that A.B. get another shine, man, another shot to, to get out there and show his talents. I do think A.B. is one of the best wide receivers to ever fucking touch the field. Um, you, I can't really name too many wide receivers that I've ever seen in my life that was really better than Antonio Brown. Um, especially on off the on the on the side, of, he's not that physically gifted. You know, he's not as big as people really think he is. He's he's pretty small, um, and I, he's glue for hands. You know what I'm saying? Man got glue for hands. So um, shout out to Antonio Brown for getting another shot in the NFL, man. Just hopefully he makes the the the, the right choices going forward and, and continue to show his dominance and continue to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, moving on into the uh, NBA. I'm going to start it off, man, with the restart. They're talking about the restart may start on the uh, December 22nd. Uh, they're talking about training camp may start on December 1st. Uh, this was something I brought up on past episodes about the uh, the NBA restart. Uh, my main thing about it coming back was that the short turnaround is going to have for the season coming back for the 2020, um, 2020 and 2021 season. Um, it's a short turnaround, man. Like, you got to understand that the NBA is trying to avoid the Olympics um, they're trying to avoid the preseason of the NFL for next season as well. So they shortened the condensed season down to 72 games, which is fine. But I don't think that's them starting in December is really that, you know, realistic when you, you want, you know, good basketball, top-notch basketball, top-tier basketball. I don't think that's going to happen, especially with all these players that just got through playing, what, three weeks ago? Like, this, you gotta, I think the NBA season really just ended, like, three weeks ago. Now, a lot of people are pointing at them having a four-month layoff in between. That's true, but you got to understand you can't keep stopping and starting your body like that. Not, not at that high level of, of play. You can't keep starting and stopping your body, especially these veterans. You got to think about the veterans of the league like LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, uh, fucking James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. These niggas is old. They already had – either got pre-existing injuries or they just old as fuck. LeBron going to his 18th year, bro. LeBron Danner going to his 19th year for real. This was Danner two seasons for real. They just played a whole calendar year, so – I think them you know, starting up that soon is, is kind of dangerous. You know, that's what I was talking about from the get-go. The, the turnaround is going to be real quick for the following season, and I just think the injuries will pile up. Not, I am knocking on wood, hoping we avoid that, but I think it's just it, it's, it, you can't you can't avoid that, you know what I mean, especially with guys like, like I said, LeBron James. The Lakers team was a veteran team. That whole team was old as fuck, you know what I'm saying? You got cats doing low measure on the Clippers, and what you think they're going to be doing next year? They just got through playing fucking five weeks ago. Niggas is tired. Niggas is – that's going to be high-level play. Only, I believe, like eight teams didn't go to the bubble, so – and they was all trash teams. So the only people that will going to be playing top-notch basketball fresh is trash teams, and ain't nobody trying to watch that bullshit. Um, I know the NBA had trouble with ratings, um, you know, during the finals because NFL was back and all the other sports like UFC and things of that nature, everything was kind of crammed in, you know, in, in the same little window it's going to be the same thing next year. Um, So I think it's going to be eager. I'm eager to be keeping an eye on the ratings for next year for the NBA, Um, especially then we start in December. I think that's, that's something to keep an eye on, man. It's right around Christmas time, start on December 22nd and three days later, you got the Christmas games. I don't really think that's feasible. You already got people talking about LeBron James may sell out the whole first month of the NBA season, which I don't think if he does that, I don't think he'll be alone in doing that. I think a lot of teams will be doing that with their superstars. That's, that were playing in the bubble. I think you only have teams like the Nets and Golden State who will really be playing their primetime players, um, large amount of minutes at that time at that time of the season. Um, sticking with the NBA, um, there's been a lot of moves, man, a lot of fucking moves on the coaching staff um, today and yesterday's last 48 hours, I should say. Um, Daryl Morey is going to the 76ers. Um, Seth Cassell also joined the um, the 76ers as an assistant coach. I got my eyes on the 76ers, man. I need to see what the fuck they're going to do with that. Because I, I think they're going to trade Joel Embiid. And I, it's been a lot of fucking talks about, you know, i seen Jay Williams proposing a trade for Joel Embiid to the Golden State Warriors. I can actually see that paying off. I can actually see them, Daryl Morey trying to pull that trade off. Um, surrounding Ben Simmons with a bunch of shoes and probably some, uh, like another Wayne player. That's probably nice. Andrew Wiggins and Ben Simmons in Philadelphia don't sound too bad. I'm going to be honest with you. And without with the amount of talent that's in the Eastern Conference, it's not that much. And I think if you put Ben Simmons and Andrew Wiggins around some shooters with Al Horford down there, I don't know, man. You may you may have some, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. You may have some. I don't think it's gonna be a championship contending team, but I think it will at least be a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. Um but damn, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it'd be I think that'd be a nice move for Philadelphia to make because sooner or later you have to make a move on Ben Simmons or Joel B, and I think you're better off trading Joel B now because I believe you'll get a lot for him, and also it'll be better to build around Ben Simmons rather than Joel B. just build, based off health standpoint. Um, I do want to say, I do want to get on Shaq, man. You know, Shaq was hating on Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight Howard made a post when him winning the championship ring. You know him crying. We got some Laker on Laker hate right now. Um, and they've been beefing for a while. It's kind of weird because I I, I could have sworn I seen them squash the beef at least twice this, you know, this last year. Um, but to me, it's just mad petty. You know, you got Shaq talking about Dwight Howard didn't do nothing to to win that ring. It was just LeBron and AD. That's just, that's just not true, first of all. Well, I think you would have to be, you know, an idiot or didn't know your basketball to sit here and say Dwight Howard didn't um, earn that championship ring. I can point to numerous games – um, we wouldn't have won that game if Dwight Howard didn't get play, uh, didn't get minutes. Especially a lot of games against Denver, to be quite honest with you, because JaVale McGee couldn't do shit with um with Jokic. He's just too light in the ass to, to handle Jokic. Jokic was too thick for him. But Dwight Howard was able to muscle him and manhandle him a little bit more, make it a little bit physical. So I've seen multiple games where Dwight Howard has stepped up to the plate and provide that physicality and gave us those hard fouls, gave us those alley oops, gave us those blocks, that run protection. So I, I, I don't understand what Shaq is really saying there. Um, but I do understand it's, it's, it's a petty beef there. You know what I mean? I always think that Shaq has always came um, to not like Dwight Howard simply because of the, the path that Dwight Howard took. You know I'm So you got to think about Dwight Howard got drafted by Orlando Magic. He was a dominant big man, took the Orlando Magic to the finals just like Shaq did um, with less help. Um, well he can he say he had less help in doing so. Um, after that, he went to the Lakers as well. Motherfuckers was called on Superman and now a Shaq name. So I can see why, you know, why, why Shaq could have a little bit of angst against Dwight Howard, but for this shit to still be pouring on all these years later, it's getting kind of petty. It's starting to look like some Dwight Howard, oh, not Dwight Howard, some LeBron James and Michael Jordan type shit. Um, like at this point, nobody is ever going to say Dwight Howard was better than Shaquille O'Neal. So for him, for you to down for his one championship, and when he won four, when you won four, it's kind of petty. It makes you look kind of bad. Like you don't look good in this situation. Trying to shit on Dwight Howard for being happy that he won for one uh, win this championship in year 16 of his career. Like you, you can't you can't shit on it. You can't shit on the fat person when they're leaving the gym, my nigga. You just can't do that. You know what I'm saying? That is that's just how I feel about that situation. Um, I do want to say shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers, man, for winning that fucking World Series championship. I think they won it in six games. Um, the city of LA is on fire, man The city of champions, man um, I believe they, that's their 7th championship uh, Lakers have won 17, Dodgers won 7 The uh, city of champions, man I want to say shout out to everybody on the Dodgers organization um, Bringing tremendous pride and a happy and joyfulness To the city of LA during these tough times man. That's another championship you can dedicate to Kobe That's two rings for your Kobe That's two rings for your GG Shout out to GG as well, rest in peace uh, moving on, man, I want to get into the movie of the week. Uh, movie of the week is a movie called Devil. Um, sticking with the with the Halloween theme, man, it's a little horror movie for you guys. Not too much horror, more, probably more so suspense, uh, but motherfuckers is dying and shit, and shit like that. So I guess I'll bring it up for you guys like that for October. Um, so movie of the week is once again called Devil. I want to move on, man, to my favorite segment of the podcast, man, called Love Thy Hero. Uh, this week's Love Thy Hero goes, goes out to Travis Scott. Um, Travis Scott has now done a collaboration um, brand deal with McDonald's, PlayStation, Fortnite, Reese's Puffs, Nike, and the Houston Rockets. Um, the reason why I want to make him this week's Love Thy like Hero is simply because, um, as a young as a young African American man, uh, I can only imagine how he feels uh, being able to make collaboration brand deals um, with these brands that he grew up, you know, idolizing or being around his whole life. Nigga probably grew up eating McDonald's all the time, motherfucking me Reese's Puffs all the time, wearing Nike, playing the PlayStation, you know, shit like that. Watching the Houston Rockets, living in Houston. Like, that's that's the dreams of, of, of every kid, you know what I mean? You always want to grow up, make money with the shit that you've been spending money on your whole life. That, that shit influenced me to the point to where when I seen that report, I literally went and bought stock in Nike, went and bought stock in Spotify, shit that I know I be on every day. Shot know I surround myself with every day. Like I know so much about these companies, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been thinking about putting stock into these companies or buying stock into these companies if I wouldn't have seen that Travis Scott has reached a level in life to where he can now do collaboration deals with brands that as a kid he surrounded himself with. You know what I'm saying? Eating McDonald's all the fucking time, playing the PlayStation, cheering for the Houston Rockets, you know what I'm saying? Eating Reese's Puffs, shit like that. That's that's inspiration. That's motivation for every black boy in America, every black girl in America, to want to, to want to strive for greatness, to want to get to the point in life to where you can collaborate and get brand deals, make money with the brands you used to spend money on. That's the goal in life. That's what shit. That's what manfolds be trying to do. That's what I'm trying to. Do. Let me speak for myself. I play a PlayStation all the motherfucking me time. Nigga, you, best believe if I ever get a brand deal with motherfucking me PlayStation, nigga, it's lit. <laughs> It's lit in this motherfucker. Fuck passing out turkeys, nigga. I'm passing out playstations, nigga. Fuck that, nigga. That's what we doing. That's what the that's what the until further notice podcast is gonna do. But we are gonna pass out playstation to the motherfucking community when this shit get popping. Best believe that shit. Uh, moving on to the positive segment of the week. Uh The positive segment of the week, man, is Javicia Leslie is the new bad Woman. bad Woman is fucking black. That's a huge fucking accomplishment, man. Because it's Halloween time, you know, you always see, you know, little black girls dressed up as Cinderella and, and all that shit. Of course, when, when Black Panther came out, you know, he had a lot of, you know, he had a lot of that going around. I know my cousins dressed up um, as the female characters from Black Panther. Um, but I think it's great to have another black female superhero out there. For these, little, for these young African-American girls, little princess to grow up and idolize and become one with the same way we became one with Batman. I, I would have loved if Batman was fucking black. At this point, I'm just itching for them to make Michael B. Jordan Batman. I ain't going to fake it. <laughs> I'm just waiting on Michael B. Jordan to become some type of superhero. He already fucked up with the fucking uh, with the Fantastic Four. He got killed, Manga, going over to DC and become motherfucking uh, me Batman, bro. You can pull it off. You can do it. Trust me. They itching for that shit, but I do think it's imp- I do think it's important to to highlight that Batwoman Woman is now black. Um, so shout out to Jav- Javicia Leslie. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that name right. Um, giving that inspiration and motivation to all these little black women, all black girls around the world, um, to continue to strive for greatness in that light. Um, also, man, before I wrap it up, man, I want to say never give up on your dreams, man. You know, I came across a report. Um, an ex-preacher named Nicole Mitchell. You know, she quit being a preacher. She divorced her husband. You know, she got tired of the of, 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 of the goody goody two shoe life. And she launched the OnlyFans account, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She 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 said, fuck being a preacher. She said, fuck being with her husband. She launched the OnlyFans account. And I totally support it. She said she always wanted to be a stripper, so now she says never too late to to, to follow your dreams. And I am in total support for you, girl. Shake that ass, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Shake that motherfucking ass, man. You're just another clear example, man, of white folks not giving up on their dreams, man. So, other black folks, we cannot give up on ours. Flap the fuck out. Uh, all right. To wrap it up, the podcast, man. You know how we do it. You know what I'm saying? I want to say always keep the main thing the main thing. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. It's all love these ways, man. I'll holler at y'all next week, man. Peace.